Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice Makes Some Perfect programme. A course developed in association with Amy Keane that helps women find and finesse their public voices. So Lauren, hi and welcome to the MDA PMU podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Pleasure. So look, before we kick off, let's hear a bit about you. Do you want to tell us who you are, where you work, what you do there, and maybe a bit about what what you did on the way up to the current role? Yeah, absolutely. So today I work at Permutive as a customer success manager. I started this role back in January, so it's actually pretty new for me. It was a bit of a transition. Um, Previously, I worked at an ad agency doing programmatic media buying, and I did that for a little under six years. So I was there for a while, had a good tenure there, and during that time worked across a number of different media buying tactics. So search and social and eventually made my way to programmatic, which really ultimately led to where I am today. So yeah, a little bit of a different journey. I mean, honestly, it won't go too much into what I did prior, but it's been a mix of things. I did once upon a time work in a little bit of film and casting, and I've just always loved, I guess, the idea of storytelling, which is really what we're going to talk a lot about today. So that's my background. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So we're going to talk about first-party data, the importance of publishers, and obviously there's nothing nothing hotter in the industry at the moment. But we're going to take a slightly different slant, because the, top, the, uh, the title of your talk today is how publishers can, publishers can build narratives from their first-party data, and you talk about your stuff storytelling. So first of all, why this, why this subject in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. So what we do with publishers really is get them to look at their data, specifically looking at their first party data. But what's interesting, I feel, about data and numbers is it can really mean something different to every person, right? You you look at a number, it doesn't necessarily mean anything unless you put a story behind it. So a lot of the work that I do with publishers is to help them understand how to actually interpret that data. And then when you get to the point where you're working with your client or your customer and you're actually selling it, how are you packaging it and how are you actually telling that story or that narrative around it so that the advertiser or the brand is is excited about it and actually is, is interested in buying it? So give me some examples of how this works in the real world. You know, first watch data obviously is is the new gold comes as first watch data. So give me some examples, again, how, how you're developing these narratives. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of first-party data, a lot of the things come from what you're collecting on site. So the actions that a user might be taking, what are they reading? Uh, how much time are they spending on the page? Are they jumping from one type of content to another? So it's taking all of those little data points of who that user is on your site and really understanding them more holistically beyond just that one action of, okay, I read a sports article. Great, you read a sports article. What else are you reading that tells you more about who this person is besides they read a few articles about sports this week because there was a game that happened. So it's really combining a number of those different pieces of what a user is doing on the site and putting that together. How, I was gonna say how good are publishers being, but they're clients. So yeah, but honestly, how good are publishers getting uh, understanding the need for these narratives and using a different source of data available to change the change the relationships with advertisers? I mean, it's definitely getting better. I think as the industry is shifting away from third-party data, and I'm sure that's something you know you hear about all the time, it's something that we're talking about all the time, you you have to 
move in that direction. I mean, there's really no other option. You have to really understand your audience because you're no longer going to be able to rely on, okay, I use this third-party data source that told me my audience is 25 to 34 and they have a household income of 100K. You just don't know that. And we already know that that data is inaccurate. So if you're not working on building that now and really understanding beyond that data and understanding your users, then you're kind of falling behind. So what we're seeing is that publishers really are making a change and they are starting to take steps in building that strategy for themselves. How many surprises are you uncovering publishers? Because as you say, you know, that publishers know all about their audience. Obviously, that's what they, what they do. But when they dig into the first party data, what surprises are you, are you uncovering? How, how, how do publishers react? I actually think almost every time we really dive into their insights, we're uncovering something surprising, which is really fun. Um, and the reason behind that has to, one, it has to do with really building the audience strategy. So when you're working with a publisher who's really thought about it, and they've really built a robust number of audiences that get beyond just those broad categories, it gets pretty niche. Then when you're actually looking at the data and you're analyzing one audience versus another, you're starting to learn things like, okay, maybe my sports audience is also really interested in reading fantasy novels. I don't know. So it could be something really unique like that where you just wouldn't have thought about it before. And it's it's something that you can then take back to the advertiser as a new insight. Okay, so take back to the advertiser. So what, what are you finding? What are they most surprised by? Or what are they most you know delighted by with the finding, the finding that you have in the publishers uncover? Yeah, I mean, I think what with the way that the advertising industry is changing and and how they're able to how there's a lot of challenges in actually understanding their data holistically, they're going to be going to publishers more frequently to ask for insights like this and really to say, you know, I don't actually know what my user is doing on your site. So I think what we're what we're seeing is that advertisers are starting to ask those questions. So whether or not it's a true surprise, it's still them not really knowing the answer and going to the publisher and saying, hey, I know that you can get this for me. So what is it that I don't know about my consumer that you know about them? And these these narratives that you have you have in the publishers build, how's that changing that relationship with with, with the advertisers? And how how's that either improving or making it more complex? What's happening on the ground? It's definitely improving it. And that's a lot of what I talk about with the publishers I work with in the day to day is this is how you build those relationships. Everything that we're working on is is trying to get the advertiser to move to more of a direct buy, right? You know, if you're in the open marketplace, you really don't know what you're buying. You don't know what data you're buying. So instead, if you build this really close and strong relationship with these publishers, you actually do understand what it is that you're buying when you're spending your media dollars. And that's super important, especially now as you know, we really want to understand what is that money going towards? Are you actually buying the right thing to achieve the goal that you're looking to achieve as a brand? And when you're working with a publisher and you have this relationship where you have this really close um, conversation and you're going back and forth on okay, this is what you're buying. This is what this is who you reach today with, with the different audiences and the deals that you've bought. It's combining all of that together. And I think it's really improved those relationships a lot. What about the challenges then? You know, this is, this is, this is sort of like, it sounds amazing, improving relationships, perhaps finding out on new data, new narratives. What are the challenges are you finding when you're building these narratives? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there are still a lot of brands and advertisers that, aren't quite there yet. I would say that's the biggest challenge for sure. 
is that while a lot of publishers are really working very hard to build data strategies and to create a narrative around it, there are a lot of advertisers and brands who are not quite there yet. They're just not ready to say that. They're still asking for that typical male age 31 to 40 who, you know, goes shopping on the weekends and whatever. And realistically, we know that we can't find that user because you just don't, and not some people can for sure, but for the most part, that data doesn't exist in a way that's truly clean and, and actually useful but it is the way that people have been buying for a very long time. So it's it's a slow shift. And I think the biggest challenge now is expressing that urgency for brands and advertisers that they need to start making the shift today versus waiting until the third-party cookie is officially gone and then scrambling, what do I do with my strategy? I have no idea what I'm doing. It's really interesting talking to you because essentially a lot of what you're saying is that, and what we know to be true, that all this data that people have been riding on isn't really actually accurate it's not clean it's not real but it's helped the wheels keep turning so everyone's sort of buying into this um fantasy dream of this is the data's correct so how and you, at the same time you look at advertisers putting heads in their sounds and not wanting to change because they've been fine up until now so what do you think is really going to be the big big uh the thing that's going to cause this change to happen will it be waiting until the third party cookies have finally gone or what's really going to move the dial I think definitely when the third party cookie goes away, there's no other option. So that that's for sure going to make a big shift happen in the industry. I also think something that's being talked about a lot today is measurement. That, that's a piece that everyone is asking about. How can I measure? How can I do cross-site measurement? How do I know that I'm reaching the right people? And honestly, today we don't really have an answer for that, but that's making advertisers and brands ask a lot of questions. Okay, if I, you know, if I can't do X, Y, and Z, or I won't be able to do X, Y, and Z in the future, what is it that I can do? And that's a conversation that they're going to start to have more with with publishers. Amazing. So, what what are your biggest? And we're coming weirdly straight to the end of this second weird year. What are your biggest hopes for the year ahead in terms of looking across the industry, looking across your clients, looking at advertiser and publisher relationships? What do you hope to see? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is seeing spend increase. I think that's definitely been a challenge. And it's a challenge for brands as well, to be fair. It's, it's not that they're just saying, we don't want to spend money. There's true issues across the globe in terms of, you know, the um, the pipeline of products being able to come in. I mean, with cars, for example, there just aren't cars to buy. So if you're working within that industry or you're working within the travel industry, it, it makes sense that you're not spending a lot of money. So I think the biggest thing is globally seeing the economy improve, which is going to help both brands and publishers. Um, but also, um, I think that the another piece is is just testing and learning. So there's there's going to be a lot of that happening. So you have these hesitations and you have this looming deadline, which we know Google tends to push things back. So who knows if what they've said today is true or not. But testing and learning is going to be an important piece to getting us there. So I hope to see a lot more of those conversations happening. It's true, as you say, you know, we know Google has a tendency to, to, to change their minds. And, and that, that sort of pause that came again recently, what do you think that's doing to, to publishers and advertisers in terms of developing their own first-party strategies and getting ready for the, the post-cookie world? Do you think that's this continual sort of moving the gatepost, what's that doing to urgency of strategy change? I think for publishers, it was a sigh of relief. It was there, okay, great. We knew that this was important, but we didn't feel like we had enough time to do it. So the urgency is still there, but you know, rebuilding an entire data strategy takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of time. So I think there's that that sigh of relief and it's there's still that urgency there that this is something that's really important. For brands and advertisers, 
I really think it depends. I think for some, it was that same idea of, okay, now we can do more testing and learning. We can really work with our partners. But there's also a lot of people who are like, great, now I don't have to worry about this right now. And and those are the people that publishers really are going to have to try hard to convince to make that shift. Definitely. Well, look, Lauren, around time. Thank you so much. That was a great, great little talk. And I think I love the way he talks about building narratives with data. And definitely publishers need to make that change and you'll have them, have them do so. So thank you so much. That was a great, great talk. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. This was really fun. And thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.